Stand and proclaim your word. Lord, we need to preach in a way. It's past time. It's past time, Lord, to play games. It's past time, Lord, not to proclaim your gospel, how that Jesus has paid the price, how we can have life and have it more abundant. It's past time, Lord, not telling the folks that Satan kill, come to steal, kill, and destroy. He don't love you. He don't want nothing good for you. He come to kill you dead. He don't want you to have another opportunity. He don't want you to have this opportunity today. If there's anything he could do, he wouldn't have you sitting upon the sound of my voice today. But the loving arm of God has made a way for you to be here. And Lord, I know that if there are lost people in this building today, they're probably good people in and of themselves. They're probably family people, Lord. Many's going to come to me in that day. The Bible says, Lord, Lord, they've not done all these things, things that seem right, just trying to be a good moral person, but they've never been born again. God, I pray for them people. They'll be the hardest ones. Lord, if it was somebody in my midst today and last night he was a, had a drinking problem, he had gotten drunk and barely sobered up and come in there, this message preached to him, Lord, he'd probably come down. He'd probably do all he could to trust you, but Lord, I know the hardest ones are gonna be them ones that, Lord, you done blessed. They got good homes, Lord. They got good families. It's some good things that's happened to them, but Lord, the biggest sin they got in life today is gonna be unlike that man had a drinking problem. It's gonna be pride. They're gonna say, no way I can get up. There's no way that I can walk. And there's gonna be all kind of spirits that's gonna come to the hindrum. And God, I pray that you'll have your way and Lord, if it's happened to be, Lord, the last message that I ever preached, Lord, I pray that you would use me as a vessel, Lord, that people would make heaven their home today and they would have happiness that's, that's overwhelming, Lord. It's just overwhelming, God, to have peace that only you can give us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, you can turn to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Matthew, the 16th chapter. I did. I did write down something, gain the world and miss heaven. Gain the world and miss heaven. In Matthew chapter 16, we'll be reading in the 26th verse, and then we'll go back and pick up a few, few more verses. In Matthew 16, verse 26, it says these words. For what? is a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For what is a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? It's a question. And then it adds to the question with another question, or what shall a man give in exchange for a soul. These scriptures come to us this morning as, as Jesus had come to Simon Peter in verse about 16 and he asked him, who do you say that I am? And, and he looked at Jesus and he said, you, you, you the Christ, you, you, you the one that everything is built on. And then, and then a few verses down when we start to verse 21, it gets to a place and, and say, Jesus and Peter done got a relationship. And then Jesus come to the disciples and he said, from that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem. 
There was a cross performed. There was suffering performed. There was a death of Jesus and Jesus was coming and he was telling his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of the priests and the scribes. Be killed and be raised again the third day. And in verse 22 it said, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. He was saying, God forbid it. It, it, it can't happen. But Jesus, because of his love for me and you, he, he turned and said unto Peter, he said, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things of God, but the things of men. Then said Jesus to his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And then it brought us to this where Jesus is still talking. He said, what's it going to matter if you got everything? I want to come to you today that, to tell you that sometimes the world seems like to have a it has a lot to offer. It really does. It, it, it can offer you a good idea. It, can, it offers you your plan. It offers your, your desires. It, it, it offers you so many things in life, and it, comes, and it comes in a lot of different ways, and it tries to keep your eyes off of what Jesus would have to offer. Maybe you're here today, and it's... It's often you a hundred years. You say, well, I, I'm thinking I can live a hundred years in this life and I, I can have it my way. Some things that I wrote down that it'll offer you. It'll offer you popularity. Boy, don't we like that. Boy, we like to be popular with, with the folks. We like, we like to, you know, we want to we, we wanna drink the most. We want to curse the biggest. We want to dance the best. We, we want to look the best in life. And, and, and it's, the world just got so much to offer you. Then, then somebody's going to compliment you. Boy, and then that thing rouses up inside of you and you, and you want to do it one more time. You want to show somebody else one more time. And popularity is a big thing in life. Everybody wants to be liked. Nobody wants to be hated. The world's got a lot to offer. Born in this life with flesh, just without the Holy Spirit, though this world has a whole lot to offer you. King Solomon had it all. He had it all. I could go into studying how we come out of a, a, a Bible study not long ago, all that King Solomon had. I mean, just you can't imagine, you can't fathom how much this man had. And at the end of the day, he said, it's all vanity. It don't matter. But how would we know that? Not only he comes and offer popularity, but he'll offer power. Boy, we love power. Boy, we want to rise to the top of whatever we're doing. Now we got folks working up under us, so we, we like to be in command. We like to be in authority. We like to be the boss. <laughs> Until you get to be the boss. Oh, won't they come by and say, uh, oh, you got it made. You got your own company. You got your own corporation. You got your own deal. You... 
you're the boss and you say, yeah, but you're at home at three o'clock in the afternoon. You're blessed if you get to go and push your card in a place and, and say, I'm in, and they tell you what to do all day. And then at the end of the day, you push it again, you walk out. You're blessed if you can do that in life and get by. But there's a whole lot of people in power. What you don't know, those people in power, the world will get a hold of them. And when they get home, they can't never get it off the mind. Power, it'll just stay with you all the time. Your wheels are still turning. When everybody else is laughing and having a good time, you, you're trying to think how still, how can you get that business going? I mean, when you're in a place, even read if it'd be like a funeral, we was at yesterday, in, in the midst of all that, if you don't watch it, that, that power that you got, we'll be thinking about tomorrow. You better watch what you ask for. You may get it. The world has got a lot to offer. A lot of people want to get in politics. Boy, they want to get in politics. And when they get there, they got to bend the rules. They got to change the rules. They, they, they want to get in a political realm where, where they can, can have a whole lot to do with what's going to go on in this country or in a county. The world has got a lot to offer. I'm just, I'm just naming a few things. Not only that, prosperity. Oh, everybody wants that. Prosperity. Oh, I've had people tell me, it doesn't matter, all my life, I, I've been able, I, everything I touch just turns to money. There's some people like that. That prosperity they got, and all of a sudden they, they reach for money, and they got that, and that's all they can see is, is prosperity. They just, they just going, and they, they just never can get enough. I heard the man say that had a lot of land. He said, no, I don't want all the land. I just want what joins me. The world's got a lot to offer. But in all these things that the world's got to offer, you know what? Just about every one of them. If you don't have a foundation in God, when those things come, whether it be power, whether it be prosperity, whether it be you'd be in politics, whether it be popularity, that thing is going to get you further and further away from where God wants you to be. It'll be harder on you than a person that don't have anything. Sometimes it'll I heard the saying said it'll, it'll carry you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you're willing to pay. And it'll keep you longer than you thought you was going to stay. And it, it carries you out there to a place because I come to tell you without Christ looking at it, the world has got a law, lot to offer. They do. But when we come and we, when we come to Christ, we think about how the Bible talked over in, in, in Luke chapter 12. If we turn over a few minutes, you don't have to. If you don't make it, Luke chapter 12 in verse 16, it said, and he spake a parable on them saying, a ground of a certain man brought forth plenty fruit. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to restore my fruits? And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns. I will build greater. And there will I bestow all my goods and my fruit I will put in that barn. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. I want you to look at verse 20. It said, but God. But God said, does it matter really anymore what God says? It said, but God said unto them, thou fool, 
This night thou show, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then those things, then who shall those things be? Which thou hast provided. So it is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. The greatest riches that you can have in life is things that you, that you lay up toward God, the things that you, that you come and you make up your mind that, that you're going to do. But today it's so many times we think in and of ourselves that, we, that we've got it right. We got salvation right. It seems right. It seems right that I can go back, and it, and it was some time back there. You know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I wrote down two words. When and where. When did it happen? When can you, do you feel good just putting something in your hand and carrying it and saying, here it is. When do you feel absolutely good that you're going to stand before not some little preacher somewhere, not somebody in the church somewhere you think a whole lot of, but when are you going to feel real good? When is the time that you feel real good that you could put something in your hand and you got to hand it to God and you're going to say it was on that day? Oh, well, you may not remember. It was October the whatever in 1976 or 1912. It won't be 1912, you wouldn't be here. 2012. But it was there. It was, it was like I am. I, I've got that church. It's, it, that seemingly God church. I, I remember getting up. I mean, come on. You can't remember. It must not be that important to you. Ain't it something we can remember everything else? But I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever met Christ, you're going to remember There's a lot of people, if you told them, did they know Jesus? They say, yeah, I know him. You ask, I ask, I ask people to, sometimes I guess you could ask them, do they, do they know somebody famous? If we was to say, you know, Elvis Presley or whatever, did, do you know him? Like, I, yeah, I know him. He, he lived right down here in Memphis. He's close to us right there. He, he lived right down there. Well, when did you meet him? No, I didn't meet him. Oh, I know him. Well, where did you meet him? When did you have a conversation with him? Oh, no, I didn't. No, I know him, though. I know him. Many people's going to come to me in that day and say, Lord, I've done all these things. Oh, I know it was you that hung the stars in the sky. I know it was you that put the sun and the moon there and it never run out, God. I know it was you that sent the rain when I needed, Lord. I know it was you that blowed the cool breeze as we was out in the cemetery yesterday. I said, man, ain't that breeze nice? But you can't remember a time when the Holy Ghost breeze blowed across you. I'm talking about the convicting of the Holy Spirit that you've seen yourself lost and going to a devil's hell and that Holy Spirit blew on you. Look, it blew on you like a wind that had you blew against a building. It had you to place you ready to stretch out your arm. Look, you knew that you was going out to surrender or you was going to a devil's hell. I want to know something. When did you meet this man called Jesus? Oh, it's a difference. Oh, he met me. I'm telling you, he met me at that altar. 
He met me. You won't never, you won't never. I could care less if I walked down and if it was Billy Graham as much as I loved him and I got to shake his hand. Look, it would be a great thing if I'd have got saved in his crusade and I got to shake Billy Graham's hand. But I'm gonna tell you something. If all I ever did is walk down in a crusade, a Billy Graham brother there, and I shook Billy Graham's hand, if I didn't meet Jesus when I was down there, if I didn't have an encounter with Jesus, if the Holy Ghost of God, where the Bible said, let the Spirit draw you, you ain't none of mine. Don't you understand? Billy Graham couldn't do me no good. He could send out the message about this Jesus is calling. That's what he did. Come to Jesus. That's what he'd say. He would shout it out. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And many of those that walk down that aisle, many of those will not go to heaven based on what the Bible says. Even though he did a great, great job. I want to ask you, do you know when you meet him? Do you know when you meet him? you know where you met him at? Do you know how you met him? You met him on his standards. You met him because he said, it's a wide gate. It's many is gonna go there. It's many gonna go and shake the preacher's hand. Look, at it's many gonna say, I don't wanna give it up. And it was just like the rich man. You know, he said, you gotta do these things. And he said, I've kept all them promises. I've obeyed my mother and my father since I was a young boy. I've done all those things. And when Jesus turned to him and said, you're gonna have to sell all you got. I believe when he's talking about selling it, you're going to put that over here. When I call, you can't reach for it. When I say, let's go, you can't reach for it. I don't care if it's a hobby. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care what it is. I said when he calls for you, I'm not telling you not to work. The Bible said, if a man don't work, he shouldn't get eat. I don't want you to misread this thing at all. I'm just telling you, there ain't nothing wrong with you playing golf. But if God calls you in the middle of a golf tournament, can you throw it down? Say, God, I got to follow you. You know what you call that? You call that a master. Hmm? Here at this church, I tell a whole lot of folks, look here, anytime you get ready, anytime you get ready, you can put on the back of your bumper that Jesus is my Savior. You can go and do that today. The most vilest person, a person that killed somebody last night, Brother Johnny, can put on their bumper, Jesus is my Savior. And somebody can stop them and say, man, you've got to be kidding me. Man, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you, you're drinking every day. You're just a drunk every day. And a man said, what's your problem? Said, you got on your bumper that Jesus is my Savior. That old drunk could get out and teach you something. He may say, look here, I ain't gave my life to that Jesus yet. My grandmama's done told me about this man and that's his name, Jesus, on the back of my bumper. You done stopped me to have a conversation and I'm not going to church and I ain't gave him my life and I ain't decided to be a disciple and I ain't just put down my cross and took up his and followed. But that drunk can look at you and say, but i tell you one thing. Jesus is my Savior. And if I'm never going to be saved, it'll be because he died on the cross for me. A drunk or a drug addict or a whore can tell you today that Jesus is your Savior. And I come to tell you today, you're good if that's all you need. 
You can put on a bumper sticker that Jesus, my Redeemer, meaning his shed blood, him dying on the cross for my sins. He hung there willingly. He could have called legions of angels to come and get him, but he hung there willingly. You can put on the bumper, look here, that Jesus is my Redeemer. Look here. It don't make no difference. We didn't have no say in it. He didn't meet with me 2,000 years when he shed the blood for everybody in this world. He is my Redeemer, whether I ever accept him or not. But I come tell you something, friend. You have to meet him one day. And you got to meet him on, on his terms. Huh? Oh, well, maybe I, you don't know the people that, I, that I've had. I, I even remember Brother Benny, we need to pray for him. He's been down there in the hospital for 10 days. Maybe he'll get to come home, maybe tomorrow. I was praying a while ago, just in, in a little room. I was just praying and sending Elaine a text. He said, maybe he'll get to come home tomorrow. He's been a real sick man. But I remember when Brother Benny gave, gave his life to Jesus. Laying there dying, said, I ain't got nothing else to offer. Oh, I don't know how long that's been. He thought he was going to die. Gave his life to Jesus. I remember that it was such a change. I remember he had a brother-in-law come in the room, and a guy, somebody had a wreck down there on a four-wheel or something, fell out of the back trucks, what it was, down in the bottom somewhere around Ripley. And this guy that knew said, Brother Eddie, would you come back and pray? And I, I was back in that family when Benny's brother-in-law walked by. I remember the guy saying, listen, said, that ain't going to be good. So Benny Barcroft can't stand his brother-in-law. I went on and prayed. Wasn't long, here comes his brother-in-law. Had Benny's keys to his car. He said, boys, I got to go. So I, Benny wants me to go fill up his wife's car because we was headed to Memphis because he was so sick and we was going downtown Memphis to a hospital. And that guy scratched his head. He said, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But what you don't know was laying on that bed about an hour before that happened, it was just me and Benny and his wife had gone home. Benny, Benny Barcroft looked at me and said, Eddie, I don't want to die and go to hell. I said, you ain't got to. Amen. Oh, God didn't make provision. You don't have to die and go to hell. I want to tell you today, you don't have to die and go to hell. It won't be your sin that's going to carry you to hell. It won't be because your drinking's going to send you to hell. It ain't because you're cussing it's going to send you to hell. Look at it. ain't because of your pornography you're going to die and go to hell. It's because of your pride you're going to die and go to hell. Called you got a little bit. If you come in here raggedy today, you didn't have much clothes, you put on the best you could. You maybe put on a jacket just to cover up a snag over or a stained part in your shirt and you, and you put on something to cover that up and you was in here, didn't have nothing. Look here, it wouldn't be hard. Bible talks about how hard it is for a person that's got something. I'm not talking about rich like millions and millions of dollars. I'm just talking about God's blessing that got on you. You just done got, how can I say this, just a little bit too pretty to give your life to Jesus. Oh, how the church sometimes wants to condemn folks. Oh, they call themselves a Christian and they do that. Look here, all God wanted you to do to be a Christian is believe and have faith and get up and walk down an aisle. The Bible said, if you'll confess me before men with a childlike faith that I've died for you. Oh, Brother Eddie, anything. Let me, let me give 50,000. 
Can I buy salvation? Let, let me give 50,000, Brother Eddie, and put me in. No. No, he said, if you're ashamed of me, Brother Eddie, I can't do that. Why? Because it's pride. Oh, you thought you sin. You ain't got to quit smoking. You ain't got to quit drinking. You ain't got to quit drugging. You ain't got to quit your pornography. You ain't got to forget whatever it is, your lying tongue, your gospel tongue. You ain't got to quit nothing. Ain't nobody good ever gave a life to Jesus. Amen. Bible said ain't none good. Just whoever, Brother Doug, could lay that pride down and say, boy, I ain't never trusted my Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, good people are going to die and go to hell. Good people. I mean good people. They're going to stand before the Lord. They're going to be undone. A lot of good things. Man, I can remember all in my life, I, I can remember the preachers preaching like, Lord, save souls today. Save souls today. See, this thing upon us ain't, ain't saved. What you see ain't saved. This ain't saved. We got on this yesterday, didn't we, Brian? This thing here ain't saved. Oh, but that soul, that part that's going to live forever, that on a, on a Tuesday night that I said, Lord, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you to save me. Come on, do what you got to do. The Bible said this right here, this flesh wars against that soul. Oh, we got a soul that won't never die. Boy, that friend that we had, I'm telling you one thing, when that deer come out of there and when that deer hit her, that precious lady like that, 5,000 people come through them lines the other night to see her. Look at, I mean, I, I agree with Joanne. She was, she was a celebrity. Why? Because she let Jesus flow through her. Couldn't believe it. The minister yesterday couldn't believe it. I can't believe a, a school teacher. I mean, nothing in, in popularity or power or prestige or whatever. I can't believe that this person had such an impact. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have an impact. You're going to have an impact on somebody. You're going to have an impact. Do you know that your children may go to heaven and hell and it's all based on you? You know your friends? That guy that you call your close friend? You know he may go to heaven or hell and it's all based on you. Your children, look here, it ain't going to be popular. Look here, they ain't going to like it, Larry. When you go to them, say, so look here, boys, look here, girls, I'm through playing games. I come to tell you, if you don't give your life to Jesus, you're going to die and you go to hell. And I'm your daddy or I'm your mama, I'm your sister, I'm your brother. And I got to tell you, the Bible says over in Ezekiel, it says these words. And it's sad right here, look here. There's some children there's some children, your daddy and mama is not going to go to heaven. It's all up to you. It ain't supposed to be that way. But you just might have to look up at your mom or daddy. You may have to sit in your daddy's lap. I don't know what you're going to be doing. And look up and put your arm around and say, Daddy, I love you. I got to tell you something, Daddy. I'm worried about your soul. And don't look like nobody else. Don't look like your friends. They, they go to church, but don't seem like they, they love you enough. Oh, when we come to know Jesus, the Bible says just like we was instruments of unrighteousness. When you give your life to Jesus, he said, now you become instruments of righteousness. I knew a man in this town, he drank every day. Wouldn't go to church. His wife and his daughter was going to church. Daughter got saved. Boy, God just did a big, big thing in that girl's life. And God saved her. 
one day on a Sunday morning, she come and she sat down in her daddy's lap. And she looked up in her daddy's eyes and said, Daddy, when are you going to go to church with us? I'd give anything, Daddy, if you go to church with us. He said, Eddie, it broke me. I stayed home that day, but the next Sunday, I pondered all that week, looking, and there was all kind of spirits come to me. But all I could remember was my daughter telling me, Daddy, when are you going to go to church with me? He said, I went to church with my daughter the next day. And I'm going to tell you something. You better know when it happened. You better know what happened. You better not be basing on, I just walked down an aisle. You better not be basing on, I just went through this. You better know that I know for a fact that the Holy Ghost of God dealt with my life. I didn't go down for a friend. I didn't go down for a revival. I didn't go down because I was scared I was going to hell. I went down because I realized that Jesus loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but I have everlasting life. And I'm telling you, I walked down that aisle and I believe I would never perish no more. I'm talking about when I got up to my altar, perishing wasn't on my mind. I ain't worried about dying. I ain't worried about it. Because I got that old count settled. I want to ask you today, do you know this world's got a lot to offer you? Let me tell you something, mister. Let me tell you something, lady. You got a good car now? Got a pretty good house? Got more than one restroom? Got two bathtubs? Got an extra roll of toilet paper? You're blessed. Blessed. Oh, you got you one of them little thermostat on the wall? Don't have to chop no wood. Don't have to sleep with the windows open. Just turn a little button on and just get as cool as you want to. Get it so cool. I, I like it that way. I, I want to pull up a little cover. Hmm. Yeah. world's got a lot to offer. What's it going to profit a person? Oh, Brother Eddie, do you understand? And you're thinking right now, I, I wrote down some things, but I want to I read this scripture right here to you in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. If God don't honor this, he's going to cut off the breeze today. He's going to, cut the, he's going to take the sun and the moon out of the sky. He's got to make it where it ain't no star shining no more. And in the morning, look, at, it won't be light no more. And here's what the scripture says. It says, for the wages of sin... Is death. In case you had a preacher didn't want to tell you the truth about that death, that death is hell. They don't want to tell you about hell. It's in the Bible more times than heaven. But I want to tell you something about hell. Hell wasn't prepared for you. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. So there's no way you can say, I just don't believe God would ever send nobody to hell. God sent his only begotten son. Are you crazy? You know what? Everybody, before they take their last breath, you're going to know it. Matter of fact, if you understand my voice, you already know it. The Bible says that we'll stand before the Lord and we won't have no excuse. None. Now, Brother Eddie, now, now, I like this God thing, but I'm just the kind that I, I, I kind of want to straddle this thing. I, I, I want to kind of, you know, I want my foot on one side, one on the other side. The Bible talks about over in Revelation. He calls them folks lukewarm. He said, look here, you, I, I'd rather you be the worst kind of person 
and know you need me, then a person doesn't give over. Look, I, brother, I want. The Bible says you can't drink of both tables. I, I want to drink of both tables. I mean, come on, look at me right here. Man, I'm sitting in church. They're not looking good. You look the same way when you go out with the world. When you just do whatever the world does, you just look the same way. And don't I look happy? You happy out there too. Oh, didn't I clap my hands when you played that gospel music a while ago? You clap your hands at worldly music. But the Bible says you cannot eat of both tables. You can't drink of both cups. Brother Eddie, I'll do anything but give my life. I give more money. I do a little extra. But look, don't, don't tell me I've got to give my life. The Bible said if you save your life, I read it to you, said you'll lose it. It says for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, <laughs> oh, I love him, King James, but for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus. Brother Eddie, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I, I want to read you some things that God showed me. It's embarrassing. Hmm. What does he do? What's going to go on? If it was just up to you to make this decision today, it wouldn't be very hard. But the Bible said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You think today you're going to come down, that, that, that spirit that's waiting on you outside. I've, I've been with folks and they was demon-possessed I remember being with a preacher who called me one night and I went there and I walked in the room and I had the word. I said, I'm going to do this different this time. I said, I'm just going to go with the word. And everything she'd say, I said, well, that's a lie based on the word of God. The word of God says this, that's a lie. She said, I don't believe God and save me. And I said, well, the Bible says, look here, if you know how to give a gift to your child and you're an earthly person, how much more your heavenly father knows how to give? That's a lie. Everything you got, it's a lie. Everything you've told me, woman, is a lie. I said, but I ain't talking that demon, I'm talking to you. And I remember the last thing I told her before she gave her life to Jesus. I said, I'm going to tell you something else the Bible says. The Bible says if you don't get clean from this thing, when he comes back the next time, it's going to be seven times worse. I'm going to tell you something. Every time you turn down, every time you turn down Jesus, look at the devil. You showed the devil something that all I got to do is use that same combination on them that I used the last time. I believe we got right folks right here at Christ Church. I mean, you hear every time, but look here. I'm going to tell you something. He don't have to come up with nothing new. He just tells you the same thing. He tells you all kinds of things. He, 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 just, he just commands you. The Spirit is commanding you to come. He speaks to you. He tells you that demonic spirit. Oh, Brother Eddie, there ain't no way the devil, oh, what, are you crazy? The Bible says you've got to try the spirits. They're not all of God. It'll come in. It'll speak to you right now. It'll tell you you're fine. Before y'all got saved, didn't the Holy Spirit ever tell you, you're fine? Oh, you're good. That preacher could not be talking. It just can't be talking to me. One of the sweetest people we got in the church. And she'll probably about to fight the devil next week when I said. But I remember a night that Stevie Holmes back there, she walked all the way down that road. She come up here with tears in your eyes, Stevie. She said, I need to get saved. 
I know that there was people sitting here that day saying, no, it, that can't be right. She's just going through something. She's going through a hard time. Look here, that preacher done preaching, done made that girl get out. No, she come. And, and Brother Jason, she gave her life to Jesus. You know what? It wasn't many folks saying, oh my. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit's been telling me all this time. If Stevie Holmes done went down, if Stevie Holmes done went down and said, I'm lost, I know a man that preached seven years. He was given an invitation. His name is dead again. And he said, Brother Eddie, I was preaching. And the Holy Spirit said, Desi, you're lost on your way to hell. He said, I'm talking about I was begging on a pulpit. Come to Jesus. The Bible said there's a place in hell it's for all liars and false prophets. He got a room just for liars and preachers. I won't tell you what that falseness was. Didn't have no hair on the chest to get up and tell you. Time running out. It's when the Holy Spirit said, preach. Preach, I'm coming. Preach, they better get ready. Just like he sent Noah out to build an ark. They laughed at him the same way. They put it off, didn't they? But it went to raining. It went to raining. Oh, they went to beating on that much. So they didn't come when it got ankle deep. They didn't even come when it got knee deep, Brother Johnny. Holy Spirit just floods on you. Think about God. He'll come all the way up to your nose for you. He loved you so much, he'll stretch his arm out. He'll love you when he, when he died for you. He loved you enough to cover you plumb up. That sin, look here, that when God looks at you, he cannot see no sin. Why? Because you humbled yourself. The Bible said, I'm closing, but the Bible said, Brother Houston, put me some invitation music. The Bible said, he gives grace to the humble. Oh, he gives grace to a church member. No, he don't. He gives grace to a humble. Oh, when we get to glory. Oh, if we had the same spirit we got here and thought the same way, there's going to be religious people. If they could, and there won't be no religious people there. All, all one's going to be there has got a relationship with him. Done met him face to face. Oh, I remember him. Don't you remember him, Johnny? Don't you remember him when he come to you? Don't you remember when he wrapped his arms around you? Don't you remember what it felt like, Larry, when you said, Lord, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Don't you remember? A lot of folks can't remember. Holy Spirit didn't have nothing to do with it, Larry, with a lot of folk. You just didn't want to die and go to hell. But you never did meet Jesus. Oh, you met that preacher. Oh, you met him. You talked to him. If you could run him down today, you could run him down. Say, you remember me? Boy, I remember you. But what about when you stand before the Lord? You know what he's going to say? One or two things. He's going to say, well done, my good, and my faithful servant. Wait a minute, Brother Eddie. Right now, Right now, you may think, nah, I can't do that. You know the happiest people, Brother Sammy, that I've ever been around? Happiest people. Is them ladies seem like they're a church guy, and they're always down at the church doing something. They're always cooking something. Used to be they would 
You catch them with a cooking apron on just about all the time. They pull that cooking apron on, wiping their hands all the time. But boy, they lace up down. They want to pray for you. Look here, those people that gave their life to Jesus, become a servant of God, they didn't miss nothing in life. You can bring all them reasons why you don't want to accept Jesus. You can carry to one of them little old ladies. Look at they tell you you're a fool. So you can have my car. Let me have what you got. They say, you're a fool. You can have my house and my farm. They say, you're a fool. You're a fool. I'm not going to take that. That's what that rich man said. He's going to tear down them barns. I'm going to build me some more barns. He said, you fool tonight. What if you know you was going to die tonight? Would you have a problem walking down that aisle? If you knew you was going to die tonight, I'm going to tell you something. If in here, look here, I could come and prove, look here, tonight it's going to be over. At 1030 night, y'all, it's going to be over. If I can make you believe that, you'd be amazed how many folks going to come and get saved this morning. But you know why you ain't going to come? Because there's a demon. And that demon says you can't go down. Sin. That sin that you think that would be that you worry about letting go of, that ain't it. Let me tell you something, it ain't gonna get no better anyway that Holy Ghost comes in there. You got to war it then. You got to war it every day then. You may not never get rid of it. It may be a pain in your side, my word. I never did have a drinking problem, but I bet you there's a lot of Christian people. If they walk into a place that sells beer, I bet they just wipe the lid off me. Boy, I want one so bad I can't taste it. I, never, I didn't have that one. I got a lot of other things. I ain't got that one. I bet they just left, just crackle. Let me tell you something. If you saved here today, don't you laugh at me? You got a bunch of them too. You got a bunch of them. You know how much sin's going to take you to not make in heaven? About the size of a grain of mustard seed. You know how much faith it's going to take you to go to heaven? About the size of a grain of mustard seed. I believe. All oh, the very minute. Salvation, Brother Mark. Son, I believe salvation is that very moment. It's done in a moment. So I said, oh, no, we got to come. We got to pray for you. We, we got to mess your hair. We got to do all this. No, it's a moment of faith. God, it's over. I surrender all. Stand to your feet, please. God, while they stand to feet, Lord, I'm already here. Let them start walking right now. Right now, I ain't letting this stupid pride keep me out of heaven. He wants to save your soul. Your flesh, he'll deal with the rest, 